for one. I was hoping for something a little more stimulating. Like, maybe more action. It's a lot more peaceful than I thought it would be. <laughs> the seeds of misfortune when in peaceful soil can be easy to overlook. Do you sense something? Hmm. I sense a disturbance in the force. Again, Bucketheads, welcome back, Mavar Tigar. Welcome to the 99th Elder Abusing episode of Mandovision, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Was that too far? Did I go too far? We obviously don't condone elder abuse on the, on this podcast, <laughs> but the, the, what we're talking about today, it's the episode's titled The Elder, and, and, um... He's not a good elder. He's not a nice elder. He's not one of those elders that we are supposed to respect and praise and then get, gain wisdom from. No, no, no. He must be dealt with harshly. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll talk about that more in a little bit. Remember, the best way to reach out to us at this podcast is on social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Remember, you can always email the show too, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. If possible or so inclined, you know the drill. Five-star reviews, an insanely helpful way to, to, to uh, help the podcast, spread the word, make sure we don't get lost in the, in the, the terrible uh, t- uh, the topsy-turvy seas of the algorithm. And we truly, truly appreciate it when you take the time to do that. So thank you so much in advance. So yes, we're back. We're a little delayed. I do apologize about that. As I mentioned at the end of last week's episode, I there's a little bit of a tumultuousness going on in, in life, and so that's that's causing an erratic recording schedule, which uh, I, I very much like my recording schedule to be structured and planned out well in advance so that I don't have delays like this anymore. Uh, but that is not to be the case right now, unfortunately, and um, uh, I'm doing doing my best but a lot of the a lot of the things that I'm dealing with are beyond my control. So I, I appreciate everyone's patience and understanding, and I will I will endeavor to make sure that I'm giving keeping everyone alerted uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, mostly on Twitter. I think when we're going to be running behind schedule, that that you know we're going to miss a day, but we're on track for this day instead. And lately, that seems to be shifting from Monday to Tuesday. Uh, I don't think our Fridays are going to be affected just yet. But again, uh, everything's tumultuous so we'll see how it goes and and uh, again i thank you for your your understanding and your and your patience with me on this and uh as soon as i get things resolved and trust me i want them resolved as quickly as possible 
we will get back to being on track and on schedule all the single days of our lives. Because I like structure. I crave structure. <laughs> so yes, we are back. We're getting back into Star Wars Visions. We're on the seventh episode, The Elder. And this is the second episode from Trigger, from Trigger Studios, who did The Twins, uh, which I believe was episode three in Visions. And, you know, uh, the, the, the Twins wasn't my favorite of the uh, of the Visions episodes thus far, uh, but there were some neat visuals in there, some some fun things. But again, I'm not, I'm not big on that. Like we can talk in space and take off our helmets and you know gallivant across the top of the star destroyer. So like, you know, there's little, little, little elements like that that were uh, quibbles for me, nits that I picked, things like that. But I don't know by and large the twins is fine. But this episode, the Elder, uh, is currently the third highest rated episode on IMDb. And I think that's a pretty accurate placement for it, based off of, uh, um, in, in just off of my, in my opinion, I suppose. It's getting an eight point is eight point zero on IMDb, and again, I feel like that's a pretty inappropriate ranking for this one. Uh, the animation on this is really sharp, really dynamic. We are are kind of honed back in. We focus on the Jedi in this episode, and sort of again that duality between the Jedi and the samurai. Uh, this one I think is more entrenched in Star Wars than uh, some of the samurai lore that maybe was incorporated into some of the earlier episodes of the season. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the two things aren't, you know, the similarities there are, are, are obvious. And so you can kind of move parts around quite a bit and you're still telling a Star Wars story and a samurai story at roughly the same time, just with slightly different um, uh, visuals because it's uh, science fiction and not, you know, historical fiction or historical uh, fact, <laughs> depending on which, uh, which samurai movie you might be talking about. So yeah, this is a really solid one. I'm looking forward to talking about it. And you know what that means? You got we got an important step we have to do first, and and you know what it is? It's that time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Do you think this man is the same presence you felt earlier? I wonder. I haven't felt the disturbance at all since we arrived on this planet. Were we misdirected? No, I think the opposite. What does that mean? If it's this elder, he could be hiding his presence, which means that he is close. You think so? But it also means he's noticed us. So then he's felt our presence as well. So, Star Wars Visions, episode number seven, The Elder. This episode, our plot for it is a Jedi and his Padawan pursue a dark and powerful presence. And I think that is, once again, very on the nose. We have a very small voice cast for this episode, which I think kind of uh, adds to like the intimacy of this episode. There's there's sort of a small, confined nature, despite the, the fact despite the fact the element so many of the elements are in this big open world, open environment. But with just like three main characters, uh, everything's sort of confined, sort of close together. I think that sort of adds to the atmosphere of the episode. For the American cast, we are led by David Harbour as Taijin. Uh, and, uh, um, excuse me, Jordan Fisher as Dan, and the great James Hong as the old man, a.k.a. the elder. This episode is also written and directed by uh, Masahiko Otsuka, and he announced that this will be his final short film that he is going to be a director of. And I thought that was pretty interesting. I don't, Again, I don't know a lot about these, these creators of the, of the Japanese animes. Uh, but hey, if you're going to go out, you know, if you're, you're going to have do one more short film before you hang them up, before you hang up your uh, director's hat, <laughs> you you know, you might as well go out doing a Star Wars story and a, and a pretty fun one at that. Well, 
fun's the wrong word, but a, re- a really strong, really enjoyable episode. You know, we we meet up with our Jedi, our Jedi, our Padawan. The Jedi is again Taijin. Our Padawan is Dan, and uh, Dan, the most Star Wars of all Star Wars names I've ever heard in my life. Uh, that's just like whoa, Dan. There you go, pretty on the nose, just as the screams Padawan in my book. But it's okay. Don't worry about it. But they're in they're in a ship. They're in hyperspace. They're on their way to the outer rim. Uh, Dan, the typical sort of well, the sort of prototypical young Padawan adventure excitement. And that's what he's craving. But a Jedi craves not those things. We all know that. And uh, David Harbor as as Taijin is very interesting in the way that he is very just like low the entire time. There's not a lot of emotion. There's not a lot of emoting. He is sort of like the ideal Jedi. He's very even keeled throughout the entire episode. And he just does these lines just like this because he's David Harbour. He's killing it. But it, it really works for the character, for that relationship. And, you know, we could draw some lines like, oh, is this before The Phantom Menace, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I want to connect those dots. I'm not sure I'm willing to go there. But it, it's sort of like the prototypical Padawan-Jedi-Master relationship. Sort of what we saw with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon in Episode One. Sort of this sort of expands on that, except you know Qui Gon obviously was very much a, a sort of um, wild card Jedi Master, and it seems like Taijin is much more. Again, he's very level. He's very even. He goes out and does a lot of stuff in the galaxy, but he always talks like this. And <laughs> I get, I like, it. I think Harbor's performance is really interesting in this. And it's a, the funny. The first time I watched the episode, I think I've watched it three ish times now, maybe four. The very first time I watched it. Um, I was going in cold. I didn't know who the voice cast was, and I could I could have sworn, I could have sworn I, I was listening to to Lee Pace uh, read these lines. Uh, Lee Pace, uh, for, for if you're a Marvel fan, you'll you'll know he was Ronin in in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but Lee Pace has done a lot of fantastic other projects, uh, but he has a very distinctive voice as well, and he sort of has more of that cadence that David Harbour uses in this episode. So when I when I saw the end of the episode, when we got to the end of The Elder the first time around, and I read the credits, I said, David Har- David Harbour? And I was very confused. <laughs> Momentarily confused, but then, you know, it's like, ah, Harbour's an actor. He can act. He's doing acting. And, and uh, it, it's But it's funny to think, because the last time I saw David Harbour in something, and maybe the last time you saw him in something, uh, was in Marvel's Black Widow movie, where he was just over the top with his crazy Russian accent. And now to have him just be so even, so unemotional, so Jedi, uh, I thought was a real, real interesting take on, 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 on a real interesting version of this performance. Really, um, I don't know, just really subtle, subdued performance. I really, really liked it. I'll be curious to watch this in Japanese and see if the Japanese performance is just as subdued as David Harbour's. But I really liked it. it I'm, I know I'm talking a lot about it, but it's mostly because I'm just fascinated by it. It's, 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 it was an interesting choice, at the very least. I don't know if that's what the script demanded, if that's what the writer asked for, if that's sort of like what was in the story, that, that Taijin is that, you know, he's that monotone voice, or, or, or if it was David Harbour being like, let me play it like this and see how we do. I, I would be a little curious to see how it is. And I guess if, we, if I watch in Japanese, I'll get, I'll get a better feel for that, if that is indeed the case. Because I suspect the tone will be similar throughout the different versions, the different language versions on the tracks. But I have not investigated that just yet. So again, our team, our Jedi, our Padawan, out, heading out to the Outer Rim, when Taijin senses a disturbance in the Force. 
and they go to investigate. They go to the planet uh, Habo, and it's the only habitable planet in the, in the sector, so they, they make a beeline for that planet to investigate. That Clearly, that must be where their signal's coming from. They must investigate the dark presence. So they encounter the villagers, and uh, Dan catches the eye of the children watching him and makes friends with them pretty quickly while Taijin is talking to two uh, residents of this village, and he's getting information about this elder who arrived from another village that they didn't know. And he made his way to the mountains alone. And, he, you know, he came in a ship, an unrecognizable ship, mysterious ship. And this is when they uh, they decide. Dan wants to go. He thinks it's a good idea because there's a ship. Master Taijin wants to wait for the Elder to return to the ship for their encounter so they'd be together. Dan wants to split up and investigate on his own. One of us wastes the ship. One of us goes to the mountain. And Dan, being the the Padawan craving the adventure and the excitement, uh, elects to to go to the mountain. Now he says he tells his his master that it's not because he thinks there's a better chance that he will find the elder and potentially be able to engage with him. Uh, but you know he says, oh well, you know it's a it's a hard road. This is going to be you know a young man should do this. Blah blah blah. <laughs> But you kind of know underlying, like he's he's looking for that adventure, that excitement, and he's gonna get it full force. So they split up, and Dan goes to the mountain. Taijin goes to the ship, uh, and Dan's gonna be guided by the children that he befriended. So, uh, and and they uh, they all make their way up this mountain. And it's pretty hard. The kids do it pretty easily. Dan has a bit of a hard time and wonders. He ponders, how exactly did this old man uh, make this trek up this this uh, treacherous, fairly treacherous mountainside? Uh, Dan, uh, excuse me. Taijin goes to the Elder Ship. It has a very familiar design to many of us viewers. It has a. a it reminds us of of Darth Maul's Sith interceptor that he has in a Phantom Menace. Kind of reminds us of that. So we, we we're screwed. The, the 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 alarm bells are going off in our head. Sith, Sith, Sith. But we aren't there yet. <laughs> we aren't there yet. So again, Taijin's at the ship. Dan goes to investigate. A, a Vagma carcass. Now, the, the I'm sorry, the Vamga are, are a very dangerous predator that lives in the mountainside, and and uh, Taijin has warned Dan about these animals, and he's warned Dan, he's warned Dan to be careful. He doesn't want Dan to get into a confrontation with the elder. He wants him to be aware and alert, and and um, not to necessarily engage head on if this person is as dangerous as Taijin suspects him to be. The conversation they have after talking to the villagers. Uh, is very interesting because it's 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 like Taijin suspects he's a Sith, but doesn't want to come out and say it. He's obviously leery of of a potential dark Jedi, dark Force user at the very least. Uh, and earlier in the episode, before they even come to the planet, Taijin talks about how like the Sith are extinct; they've been gone for hundreds of years. And and so again, as the as, as the audience, that's where our brains first go. We first go to the Sith as sort of the obvious antagonist for the Jedi. Uh, but this sort of is, is a little bit different because once Dan finds the Vagma, Vamga, geez, I keep saying that, I keep switching those letters around, Vamga, and he turns around after being warned by Master Taijin to head back to the ship. It's time to regroup. This sounds like a very dangerous person because those Vamgas are not easy to dispatch. And the only way, judging by what Dan has reported to his master that the, the, the cut across a Vamga throat can only be done by a lightsaber. So that alerts Taijin to the seriousness of their opponent. And he wants Dan to come back immediately. But as soon as Dan turns around, Dan agrees. Dan's not resistant. 
he's going to go. But as he turns around, the elder waits. So the 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 bait uh, the trap was baited, and, and Dan was the one who stepped into it because he craved that adventure. He craved that excitement. And we get our first confrontation against the elder in this one. And Dan is not much of a match for the elder. And the elder very bluntly tells him that. That he is not good at this. He is not ready for this. And the elder uh, apparently dispatches him. Uh, it looks like he ends him you know, fairly quickly into the duel. Taijin senses this and runs off to help his Padawan and to confront the elder on his own. One thing to note uh, with, the, with the duel between the elder and Dan, uh, I, was, I was very interested in the elder's lightsaber. He pulls out two lightsabers, and when he engages them, the, the shape of the blade is very different from what we've seen uh, in a lot of other interpretations of Star Wars. Almost like, like, like twin, twin uh, pirate cutlasses, in, in a sense. That's what it reminded me of. I didn't go into any great depth uh, to, to, to research that, so if anyone has any other takes on it, please, by all means, reach out let me know. Uh, I, I, I thought it might look more katana-ish, ish, if, if you will. You know, more samurai sword looking. But no, 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 they, they did something a little bit different for this particular character. And, and sort of his, um, you know, his whole visual get up. And he has, you know, we didn't talk about it, but he has a pretty interesting conversation with Dan about uh, if, if he is a Sith or not. And I do want to play a, a little clip from that. So let's check that out right now. So then, are you a Sith? The Sith became far too obsessed with trying to outwit each other. It resulted in them completely neglecting their destiny. And so they are now extinct. Are you saying you're not a Sith? Let's not speak with our mouths. But with our blades. There we go. So another interesting element to this episode is the musical choices in this. And again, I am not... Uh, highly proficient at detecting what sort of musical instruments are being used. It would appear to be some sort of flute, but I could be completely mistaken on that. I do not know for sure, but it, it sort of lends uh, more of a, again, more, more atmosphere to this episode, a more unique atmosphere at the very, very least, uh, and sort of underscores sort of that, that samurai movie element that they're going for when it comes to this confrontation between the Elder and Dan. Now, again, Dan does get struck down, and Taijin runs up to, to engage. And this is what this was all about the first time. The, the Elder baited these traps to lure powerful Force users there. And the episode has a really interesting uh, thematic thing going on that we sort of get into towards the, towards the end of the episode, uh, where the Elder sort of reveals that, you know, if he were a younger man, he would be... Uh, 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 no or he would be Taijin would be no match for him. Uh, you know, he, his his power levels were off the charts. But as age, as time has progressed, his powers have faded, and it's sort of this interesting metaphor for life and death, and sort of the undefeated nature of time, and and death. <laughs> so it's an interesting story, and it's something we don't get to. We, we look at it from a different angle with the Jedi very often. You know, when, when, when a Jedi dies, when a Padawan dies, they become one with the Force. And it's viewed as a good thing. It's viewed as a positive. From the Sith perspective, though, it's, it's much more of, of, a, of a sad thing, of, of, a, of a we must fight against time, we must fight against nature as long as we possibly can. 
Uh, so it's a very interesting dichotomy between the two philosophical beliefs. You know, we, we, we get into this a lot with the Jedi and the Sith and how there's just this interesting dichotomy between them. Uh, you know, but with Palpatine, it's all about staving off death as long as possible. It's about finding that way to, to prolong his life, to, to be, be eternal, to be unending. And you wonder if, if this, the Sith or this Elder had similar thoughts but lacked the resources to pursue it more fully. Uh, because he definitely seems to be suffering from the ills of time. And, and, and uh, again, he sort of seems to fight these Jedi uh, as an exercise to prove that he's still young enough and powerful enough to defeat them. And in the case of Taijin, he's not. But Taijin recognizes what this, this elder is saying, and he talks to his, his Padawan about it. And we get a really interesting uh, passage of dialogue. And I don't know how much of it I can play because... Disney gets a little upset when I play clips for too long, so i got to be very, very careful about how much of that clip I'm going to play later. But I will play it in a little bit. But now we get the big confrontation, Taijin versus the Elder. And it's a pretty darn good one. Obviously, Taijin's skill set is much higher, much more advanced than Dan's, so he is a very formidable threat to the Elder. But we find out at this point, Dan makes it... We uh, Excuse me. As Taijin arrives on scene, we do see Ta uh, Dan's eyes open, so we know that he's not uh, completely removed from the battle. He's just very badly hurt, uh, and he will participate in this battle later by throwing his lightsaber, a nice lightsaber toss, to distract the Elder. And that leads to like the pivotal moment when Taijin's able to defeat him. But there's some really cool parts in the duel leading up to that, uh, particularly when Taijin is able to uh, disarm or, or, or disarm one of the lightsabers from the elder, and he th tosses it to the sky and cuts it in half, and it just falls into pieces in front of the in front of the elder, and that gets him all fired up. And we start seeing force lightning come into play, and Taijin engaging with the force lightning on his lightsaber. And I really like the 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 color play on Taijin's green lightsaber. I think is really sharp in this episode. And the battle takes place in a rainstorm, and it just looks visually fascinating, visually interesting. You know, we got to see some really cool lightsaber stuff. Uh, in the rain in episode two in Attack of the Clones. And it's a visual that I'm a big fan of. I like it a lot. Um, we don't we get a little bit of the steam kind of rising off the blades and and that's it's just a great visual element that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, but it, this is a, it's at this point with the force lightning coming from the elder that Dan causes the distraction by tossing his lightsaber. Taijin moves quickly, puts his lightsaber hilt to the elder's chest and re-engages his blade, piercing the heart of the elder. At I assume he pierced the heart. They weren't that specific with it. But he, he it's a killing blow, at the very, very least. And the Elder lies to the ground. He falls to the ground, and with his dying breath, triggers a pulls out a remote from his vest and triggers an explosive device on his Sith ship, thus uh, eliminating any clues that the, the Jedi might be able to find out from who he is or where he came from or if there are more of his kind lurking out there in the galaxy. And... And then he dissolves and crumbles into dust. And it's at this point that we get the interesting conversation, uh, uh, some interesting time, like dialogue about time, uh, the fading of your strength as you get older, and how that relates to the Jedi in a way. And it's, it's a very interesting uh, message that Taijin has to say to Dan. So I want, like I said, I want to play a little clip of it. I probably can't play the whole thing. I'll just try to find the, like, the, juicy, the juicy nugget for you. Here we go. However, you did defeat him, Master. No, what defeated the Elder in the end was not me, but time. He couldn't win against the weakness that comes with age. No matter how powerful you become, no, it will not last forever. So then, are you saying that power is meaningless? Not at all. 
With power, you can protect those without it. However, like everything else, it is impermanent. You're right. And there you have it, an episode of Star Wars Visions that wraps up with a, a pretty interesting little uh, story about about death and, and aging and, and how uh, Father Time, if you want to call it that, is still the undefeated champion over all who exist. And uh, I really like that element of it. I think it's a lot of fun. And that is, in fact, Star Wars Visions number seven, The Elder. And again, I like this episode. I think it's very appropriately rated at 8.0, being the third highest rated episode of the series. Uh, I, I, again, I, I could I could see a place for it being a, a bit higher in your own personal rankings. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that, it's just, if it's your favorite. I, I think this is a really strong episode. And I like this that this one has a bit more of a of a moral center to it. You know, there's there's a mo- there's more of a discussion going on here. Again, getting into that dichotomy, that balance between Jedi and Sith. And I really enjoy that element of Star Wars. And it's fun to talk about these things. This episode, very focused on the Jedi in particular. Interesting to to to, uh, to see another uh, Jedi-Padawan relationship. We don't get to see those too often anymore. You know, very, very often our Jedi-Padawan relationships kind of all came to a horrifying end with Order 66. So it's, it's fun to explore that again. You know, if you're reading the Star Wars High Republic novels, we're seeing uh, a, a Jedi master and, and Padawan relationships that are very different than what we saw in the prequel series. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm enjoying those books so much is that, you know, being like 200 years earlier, the Jedi are, are still different, you know, like they, they sort of change with the times and, and their way of doing things is a little bit different when they're sort of at the at their height, you know, like the Republic is glorious and so are they in a sense because... The galaxy is is cool. It's a good place. By and large, you know, they're the the Jedi have have brought peace to the galaxy. By the time of the prequels, uh, you know, the the, the excuse me, the Republic, full of corruption, full of of divide. And again, this is all my, the you know Palpatine's machinations. This is all part of his play of Darth Plagueis's play uh, was to sort of bring about this this over time. That, that that the empire, I'm sorry, oh my goodness, that the republic would become a, be, become sort of like Rome in the sense like it got too big, it became too much, and corruption, bureaucracy, manipulations all spiraled out of control, and that affects the Jedi as well. We cannot discount that. We cannot discount the the cloud, the veil of the dark side that fell over the Jedi during the time of the prequels, uh, as being a, a major hindrance to their abilities. So seeing them in the High Republic. Uh, is is very very interesting way to explore the Jedi at at more of a, a a golden age when they were not blinded by the darkness, if you will, and uh, but don't get me wrong, there's plenty of darkness in those books. The the uh, the bad guys in those books are not to be overlooked by any stretch. A lot of good things going on. The Drenger and and uh, and uh, the I want to call them the Shriek, but I know it's not right. But the, <laughs> the the big space pirates who want to kill everybody. Why am I blanking on their name right now? You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty cool. So I don't know why I got on a High Republic tangent. I just sort of did. But check those all out. They're really, really good. We got another episode of Star Wars Visions. Another review of Star Wars Visions coming up, episode eight. And this might have been the episode coming up that surprised me the most because, based on the little snippets I saw on the trailers and and even when I first started the episode, I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna like this episode." Something about it. Something about the visuals of it. I was just like. This one's not going to be it for me. Like, this one's going to be, mm, no thank you. And I was so pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. We'll talk more about that on our next episode. 
Uh, because, yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> we talk about Star Wars every single day of our lives. And I love it. I can't wait to do it again with you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Again, I appreciate your your understanding for the show being delayed by a day. I The intention is to have the next episode out on Friday as scheduled. Uh, I will keep everyone posted if that doesn't happen. But at this point, uh, as we record this on Monday, we're looking pretty good for Friday. So fingers crossed that nothing too devastating comes up and I have to push that back. In the meantime, keep enjoying Star Wars. I keep waiting for news. I think the big news we're, gonna, we're I think we're gonna get some stuff in November. You know, new trailers, teasers for for Kenobi and Andor. Obviously, the Book of Boba Fett coming out. You know, so I, I think we're gonna get some big stuff to talk about coming up in November. But in the meantime, we're busy with visions, and we're gonna get we're gonna get going with with uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars season three, really, really soon. And I cannot wait to do that. And you know, episode, next week is uh, also episode one hundred. Uh, no big special celebrations uh, in store. I still am getting uh, rebuffed <laughs> for special guests. I think they're just intimidated. This, the, the listening audience for this show is way too savvy, way too smart, and uh, they're not prepared to, to, for all of us. At least that's what I want to tell myself. But, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll get guests when they, when, when, whenever it can work out. We'll figure that all out down the road. So get ready. Stay tuned. Thank you for being here. Keep your bucket on all week. It's kind of rainy right now. Keep you help you keep you dry, at least in San Diego. Let's get out of here. But first, just a quick reminder: make sure you're following us on social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert, because it's it's the best idea. It's the best thing you can possibly do in the world. All right, my name is Tom. Again, this is the Mandovision Podcast, and I thank you so much for being here. Old listeners, new listeners, you're always welcome. Everyone's welcome. Come on board. Let's have a good time. Let's enjoy some Star Wars. And I will see everyone, well, I will <laughs> I will check in with everyone in a few days. And you know, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession.